Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com EffortlessEnglishClub.com Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com You want to speak English fluently? You want to speak English powerfully? You want to speak effortlessly? You want to think in English? You must train. You must train each day, each week, each month. Right? You know this. Effortless English is not lazy English. It means you speak effortlessly. It's the goal. It's the final result. You speak effortlessly like a native speaker. But to do that, you must train every day, every week, every month. That's what my VIP program does. My VIP program is for my most motivated, my most successful members. It's not for lazy people. Lazy people do something else. But when you are ready to speak fluently, confidently, to succeed, to master English, spoken English, then you join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. That's Effortless English club.com I've decided it is time for a reset 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 what's reset mean a reset is when you start again you start again from the beginning it's like a new beginning It's kind of like a restart. Like you restart your computer, right? You turn it off. All the programs close on your computer or your phone. Everything closes. And then it starts again. It starts fresh. It's like a fresh start. That's what a reset is. You're going back and starting again from the beginning. We do this with games, video games. You can reset the game. You go back, start again. Well, I've decided I need a physical reset. A physical reset of my body. Because what happens sometimes, for me at least, I think for a lot of people, in life, as we go along day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, we sometimes, very slowly, get bad habits and they come very slowly little by little so we don't quite notice it's not suddenly this is what happens to me frequently (laughs) with health specifically with eating I've always Exercise. I've always been pretty good about fitness. But my weak point with health has always been my eating. And this is what happens with me. I'll be eating well, and then very gradually, ever so gradually, I'll get bad habits. I'll start to eat a little bit of unhealthy stuff. For me, it's usually like sugary stuff, right? I like sweet stuff. So at first it starts off just a little bit. No problem. But then, a few months later, it's a little more. Oh, and then maybe I'll occasionally have a piece of pizza or something. A little kind of junk food. But the problem is, with these bad foods, these kind of junk foods, is that they become a little bit more addictive. A little bit more of a habit. And then, eventually, 
a year later, a year and a half later, I suddenly realized, whoa, I'm eating much too much. I'm eating too much junk food. I've got a lot of bad habits now with eating. Oh, I'm eating cookies, I'm eating chocolate, I'm having pizza. Not every day, but, but frequently, you know, too much. Much too much. And also, maybe uh, some of my healthier foods, I'm eating less and less. This just seems to happen to me naturally. Of course, it's not just in food, right? This kind of thing can happen to us in all different areas of life where if we forget our discipline, we can very slowly get little bad habits, right? And things can get a little worse, a little worse, a little worse. And we don't notice, we don't notice, we don't notice. Seems like no problem, no big deal. Right? Because it's not a big change suddenly. But it's just something that happens very slowly. And then a year later, or two years later, or whatever, we suddenly realize, whoa, wait a second, things are kind of bad now. How did I get all these bad habits? How did things become bad? This happens in relationships, in marriages. Right? Where it'll be a great relationship with husband and wife. Everything's going great. But then little by little, little bad habits, little arguments, little disagreements, kind of bad communication. Eh, it's no problem for a week and then two weeks and then a month. and a month, Right? Sometimes that happens. Might happen with your English learning where you think, oh, okay, oh, today I missed my English listening. Oh, no problem. All right, one day, missing one day is no big deal. It's true. But then, ah, uh, then next month you miss two days and then, and then three or four days, right? And then it just gets a little worse, a little worse, a little worse. And then you realize, whoa, I'm missing a lot of days. What happened? For some people, it's exercise. They just stop exercising, right? Little, but it happens very gradually. This is why it's dangerous, right? A lot of times, the bad things we do and the bad habits, it's not really one big bad decision. Now, some people do that. Some people do make big bad decisions, really big foolish decisions. But for a lot of us, in many areas of life, the big danger, the big problems happen so gradually, right? They're little tiny steps, little small negative steps that slowly become habits and then they get bigger and bigger and bigger and they grow and they grow and they grow. This is how many people I know, in the United States, for example, this is how they become fat. They don't suddenly become fat one year. They don't gain, you know, 50 kilograms in one year. Most people, some do. Some people do that. But no, 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 no. Most people, they gain five kilograms a year, maybe. Seems like after one year, oh, they're five kilograms. That's about 10 pounds. They're 10 pounds heavier. Oh, I'm a little heavy, but no big deal. But then the problem is the next year, they gain another 10 pounds. Right? Oh, and then maybe the next year, it's only five pounds. Oh, that's very small. It's okay. Getting a little heavier, but uh, no big deal. But then it's another five pounds, and then another 10 pounds. And this is when 10 years later... Now they're fat. Now they're really fat and unhealthy. This is tough to fight. You gotta keep that discipline all the time. But the truth is, the truth is in life, and if you, in some areas of your life, probably this will happen to you. Like I said, for me, it's in food, in the area of food. Not so much weight. I'm very sensitive to my weight. Right? I, I have a very strong mindset and belief about I don't want to be fat. So if I notice that I'm getting, I have kind of a certain level, <laughs> a certain weight. And if I get over that, then I immediately, like it's, uh, it's, I see it as a really big problem. And then I immediately take strong action to lose the weight and 
to keep myself below that weight. So that works for me, but where I tend to have some problems is like I said is it's just in the eating side it's not I don't get fat really but it's just eating too many unhealthy foods so even though I'm not getting fat I, I just will suddenly realize oh wait I'm eating too many unhealthy foods um, and not enough healthy foods I don't get fat but I do notice I notice my energy drops I feel more tired right less energetic and then I sometimes I notice little other little small small physical problems issues caused by too much junk food in some areas of my life it's no problem I just have very strong good habits so this kind of gradual bad habit just doesn't doesn't happen for like like I said for me with uh, fitness exercise this just never happens to me I don't know why probably because I really enjoy I very much enjoy and love exercising even if I'm just walking every single day So I, just, I never really become totally lazy and do nothing. It just doesn't happen to me. It's not an issue in this area, fitness. But it's an issue for me in the area of eating. I think uh, most people have some area or areas of life where they have a little more weakness, right? A little less discipline, and this kind of slow um, what was the word I want to use slowly developing bad habits right they happen in some areas of life for me it's always this kind of junk food sweet stuff especially that I have to be careful because if I'm not careful if I'm not disciplined if I don't think about it every day, then slowly, 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 the bad eating habits will come. Maybe for you it's not food, but maybe you have other areas of your life where if you're not focused all the time, the little bad habits start to come in gradually, right? Of course, the best thing to do is to avoid this. The best thing to do is to be aware and to use strong self-discipline every day so the bad habits never come. That's the best. Prevention. Prevent the bad habits from developing. That is definitely the best strategy. However, sometimes it just doesn't happen. Sometimes you get distracted. Sometimes you get busy. And for whatever reason, sometimes you'll suddenly realize, whoa, I've got these bad habits now. You'll suddenly realize, oh no, I let, I let these bad habits come. Oh no, I'm, I've gained some weight. Oh no, I'm eating too much junk. Oh no, I've gotten lazy with studying English, listening to English. Oh no, I've been la- too lazy with my relationship and now we're having problems. Whatever it is. Well, I have a new, a second strategy for you. If this happens, if you suddenly realize, oh no, now I have all these bad habits. I let these bad habits develop. I lost myself discipline for a while. And then eventually you realize, you wake up and you realize, oh no, what should I do now? Well, this is when you need a reset. A reset is a great way to break those bad habits quickly and restart, reset your good habits, your discipline in this area. See, the problem is I've noticed that although the problems come gradually, right? Little by little by little, little by little by little. It's the opposite of constant and never-ending improvement. It's constant um, and gradual um, loss or getting worse 
I don't know what the word would be. <laughs> okay. It's the opposite of that. It's the opposite of Kaizen. It's like negative Kaizen. Okay. So this, this can happen, right? The, the problems can come very gradually, little by little, day by day. But I've noticed that when that happens, it's very, very, very difficult to change those habits gradually. It's very difficult to go back little by little. So again, using my example, uh, little by little, I eat a little more junk food, a little more junk food, a little more junk food. My, my eating gets worse. I'm starting to eat more sugary stuff, more junk. And, and then maybe this, you know, for a full year, it just happens very gradually. And what I've noticed is uh, if I try to undo that, if I try to improve my eating gradually, okay, now I'm just going to cut a little bit of sugar, right? Day by day, I'll eat a little less, a little less, a little less each week. It doesn't work. I don't know why. It's just very difficult to do it gradually. It's very difficult to use that Kaizen method to undo those bad habits. I find it very tough. Extremely difficult. But I found a better way. And the way to break those gradual bad habits, I find, is it's the opposite. It's to take a big, huge, sudden action to reset, right? To, it's like you turn, you just turn the computer off and you turn it on again. You don't try to fix little things here, there. No, no, you just, you completely stop everything. You, you break and destroy those bad habits in a very short time and then you restart again with better habits. That works better in my experience. And so I've decided to do this physically. The way I do this physically is by fasting. Fasting for me to correct this problem. This is what I always do now. When I realize, oh, I'm eating badly again. Oh, no. I do a physical reset. And for me, that means I fast. Of course, fast here has a... There's a few meanings of fast. Fast is an adjective, right? means quick. <laughs> the opposite of slow but has another meaning it can be a noun or a verb and too fast means it means to not eat to not eat food as a noun that's called fasting right if you say I am fasting it means you're not eating food lots of religions in fact I think every major religion has a tradition of fasting. Uh, different Christian groups have tradition of fasting. When I was in Georgia, they have a, a whole lot of, you know, big tradition of fasting and avoiding certain foods. Muslims, of course, have a very famous fast every year. Buddhists have a big tradition of fasting. Hindus do. It's, a, it's recognized for its spiritual benefits, mental and spiritual benefits. But of course, fasting also has great health and physical benefits. Gives your body a rest so your body can heal. And it, it really does. Fasting resets your body and your mind. It is like a reset. It's like turning off the computer and then turning it back on again. And, all, and it fixes the bugs. It fixes the problems. It will reset. It will break those bad habits. So you can, when, when you turn it back on, when you end the fast, it's much easier to start again with good habits. I've done different kinds of fasts for physical resets when I need to reset my eating habits, reset my health. Uh, the, the main kind of fast, the traditional fast, is called a, is, is a water fast. Some people do a dry fast. That's where they do nothing at all. No water, no drinking, no eating, nothing. That's very, very, very tough and a little dangerous if you do it too long because dehydration is very dangerous. I'd say probably the most common would be what's called a water fast. So you drink water, drink as much water as you want to, but no food. I have done that. I think my longest water fast was, uh, I can't remember, five days or something. It's not easy. Especially the first few days of a water fast. Oh, very tough. Very, very tough. 
Another kind of fast that has become quite popular in the United States is a juice fast. A juice fast. Uh, the great Jack Lane was a big fan, a big fan of juicing and juice fast. So juice fast, again, it's the idea that you eat no solid food, right? Nothing you can chew, but you do drink juice. You drink vegetable juice, mostly vegetable juice, a little fruit. Not too much fruit because it has a lot of sugar. The basic idea is you make a juice, it has about 80% vegetables and 20% fruit. The fruit gives a little bit of sweetness, it kind of helps the taste, and of course there's some nice nutrition too, but the vegetables are really the superpower of nutrition. So it's a juice fast, and you drink, you drink as much juice as you want. You can drink three or four or five or ten vegetable juices a day, fresh. Not stuff you buy in a box or a can at the store. That's garbage. That's just sugar. It's been cooked and processed. The nutrition's gone. It's basically just a box of sugar. Not that. No, no, no. You make it at home, fresh, with a juicer, a juicing machine. You buy the vegetables and then you put them in the machine, you juice it, and you drink it. And you just, as much as you want. Unlimited. Juice fasts have some great advantages. Uh, number one, you know, you're getting a huge amount of nutrition. You're, you're getting probably more vegetables and fruit than you ever have before. You're getting a gigantic amount. Most of us don't eat enough vegetables and fruit, but when you juice, you get a huge amount of that nutrition. Every juice probably has five, six, seven vegetables in it, and a, maybe a fruit or two. That's a lot in just one drink. If you drink three of those a day or four of those a day, you're getting a big increase in your nutrition. Advantage number two of juice compared to eating the vegetables. Eating the vegetables, of course, is healthy, but the juice, what makes the juice great is that super easy to digest, right? Digesting food, that means your body needs to break the food apart to use it, right? When you, when you eat a solid food, you chew it. It's hard because there's fiber in there and your body has to break it into pieces and that requires a lot of energy. And the reason fasting and juice fasting is effective, one of the reasons, is that you get the nutrition but very little digestion. You don't need to digest it because the juicer, the juicing machine is basically chewing the food for you, right? It's removing the fiber and so that juice just has that nutrition and your body can absorb it. Your body can use the vitamins, use the minerals immediately. Your body does not need to use energy, not much energy, to get the nutrition. The nutrition is easy for your body to get with juicing. So with the juice fast, you're getting a huge amount of nutrition, but your body's resting. Right? You're, you're not using much energy for digestion. Also, with the juice fast, you're only drinking juice, so you eliminate all junk food, right? It's automatically, it's all gone. You're not eating any kind of junky food. No fried foods, no sugary stuff, no processed stuff. Just fruits and vegetables. This is a great way to heal your body. Also, if you have some kind of disease or problem, physical problem, you can do a very long juice fast. So this is another advantage of juice fasting. You can do it much longer in a healthy way. Right, a, a water fast you must, you must be careful. Really, more than seven to ten days is very tough. You, you got to be very careful. 
you, you can do it longer but then you're really you're getting no nutrition during a water fast so it's it's a much harder on your body it's powerful now I'm not saying I'm not saying water fast are bad they aren't they're very good water fast is very powerful but it also is tough it's tougher a juice fast if you do it well you can do a juice fast for 30 days you can do a juice fast for 60 days and feel great so it actually allows for a longer time of healing and strengthening your body if you do a very long juice fast so 30 days to 60 days something like that you might also drink a like a protein shake each day because you will need a little bit of protein I would recommend uh, like a protein shake and maybe some fish oil just so you get those necess that necessary uh, they're called omega-3s but it's a very ne it's a necessary kind of fat and protein your body does need protein so you don't lose muscle during your juice fast for a short juice fast, this is not really necessary, but for a longer one, I would add a little bit of a protein shake too. But in this way, you're getting very easy to digest nutrition. You're, you're basically resting your body. You are also cutting your calories a lot, which means your body will burn your fat, your body fat. This is a great way to get started with losing weight. Most importantly for me <laughs> is that a juice fast like this also resets your taste, your eating habits, right? We get in a habit of eating certain foods, but when you do a 10-day or even longer, a 14-day or a 30-day or a 60-day juice fast, your eating habits, your eating desires, the kind of foods you want, uh, it breaks all of those habits, right? You stop everything. And when you start again, when you start again after you finish the fast, now you find, oh, you don't want those junk foods so much because you've, you broke that habit very suddenly. You gave your body a lot of great nutrition. You're feeling great. You have high energy, huge amount of nutrition. You're feeling really, really good. And then you realize, oh, now I don't really want to eat junk food your we call it taste buds right your taste your desire for a certain taste your desire for a certain foods junk foods disappears or at least gets weaker so when you finish the fast it's much easier to start again eating much healthier foods and this is what I have done. I find that when I realize I need to eat healthier, I, I always do a fast. Now, sometimes I just do a few days. Sometimes I'll do a water fast for two, three days. Sometimes I'll do a little juice fast for, you know, three to five days. Usually that's enough to break my junk food habit and restart eating very healthily. And so here I am again. <laughs> I find I'm eating too much junk food. I've got some bad habits. My energy feels down. And I realize time to reset. I think I'm going to do a longer one, though. I'm going to try to do a longer juice fast. I was watching this uh, documentary, Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, which is a nice little documentary. It's just a guy who does a 60-day juice fast. He does a 60-day juice fast, and he... He, ha he makes a video while he's doing it to show what happens. And, of course, you know, he feels much better. He was sick and he was fat. <laughs> he loses some weight and his disease disappears and he feels great. And so it got me thinking, I think I'm going to try a longer one. I'm going to try, I'm not sure how long yet, maybe a two-week juice fast. I might even try longer than that. I will probably add some protein protein shake so that I keep muscle. I don't want to lose muscle. I recommend this to you. A reset. And see, I'm going to do this reset and then after the reset, I'll start eating, you know, break, break my habits, focus 
much more on eating discipline, eating really good, healthy food. And then I will also start my training officially. Start training for this uh, birthday challenge, my birthday fitness challenge that I mentioned yesterday. The 50-mile trek or ruck with some other fitness challenges. You can join me if you like. If you want to do a juice fast, juice reset, yeah, let me know. We can do it. Why not? I think I'm going to start in a couple days doing my first juice fast. I've got to travel at the end of the month, so I'll probably do about a two-week juice fast. Then I'll travel, and then when I come back, I might do another one. Reset. Now, you can do this kind of reset for many different things, right? So I'm giving an example of uh, eating and nutrition, a juice fast. I think fasting is a great way. Fasting will help not only, not only your eating. Fasting is just a great way to reset. As I said, every major religion in the world <laughs> uses it for emotional, mental, and spiritual reasons to reset. So it's not just only your body fast, juice fast or water fast are a great way to reset anything. But there are other ways to do resets. The idea of a reset is you take a really huge, big action suddenly and you totally destroy the bad habits. So for example, if you were lazy, maybe fitness is your problem. And you just need to... Then what you would do, you could do uh, some kind of uh, fitness reset. And then it, you would have to do something like every single day. Do kind of a large amount of exercise. Depends on your fitness level. Don't injure yourself. But for example, you say, okay, every day I'm going to walk two hours. Or every day I'm going to walk three hours for this month. And you would start your f fitness reset doing something every day. The key is every single day and destroy, completely destroy your bad habit. If you're doing this with English, if you're getting lazy with effortless English, well then you would do 30 days maybe of three or four or five or six hours of English every day, right? A huge breaking and destroying of the bad habits. That's the way to reset everything and get that discipline that you need very quickly and get those good habits started again. Speaking of good habits, I recommend add my pronunciation course to your VIP membership. Get that pronunciation course also because that teaches you a great, clear, super understandable accent. So you're speaking powerfully and fluently and effortlessly and with the pronunciation course, everyone understands you. Right? If you have, if, if you're fluent, great grammar, great vocabulary, you think in English, all of that. If you do all of that, but your pronunciation's bad, nobody will understand you. You're wasting that ability. So it's very important to have good pronunciation. That's why. And my pronunciation course trains you to do that. That's why VIP and the pronunciation course go together so well. Of course, add my pronunciation course. Get it at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Get it today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Dot com. A couple months ago, when we were talking about the Rich Dad book, being an entrepreneur, I talked about having a hunter mindset. This is another great mindset. Yesterday, we talked about the adventurer mindset or the hero mindset. Really great. I also like the hunter mindset. This is the proactive mindset. This is another way to think about mindsets. 
right? Mindset just means your attitude, your general way of looking at something. And we can divide mindsets into two categories, proactive and reactive. Proactive and reactive. Reactive is the victim mindset. It's the weak mindset. The reactive mindset <laughs> with the reactive mindset, you believe that you are the victim. You believe that other people or other things have the power. Other people decide. Other people take action. Other people do. And then you receive, right? You are affected by what they do. And then you react. You react to them. They act first, then you react. You can see how this is a kind of a powerless mindset. Because you're always just waiting, waiting, waiting for other people to take action, to tell you what to do, whatever. That's reactive. It's a victim mindset. People with a victim mindset, they wait. People with a victim mindset obey. They're obedient. They just follow others, follow orders. The victim reactive mindset, it's the the mindset of just waiting and having a paycheck. It's an e the employee mindset, right? The company decides everything. I just do what I'm told. I just wait and hopefully they give me a paycheck. I wait, hopefully they give me a job. Or what if the company decides not to give you a job? Oh no. Then you just wait and you hope and then maybe they, f they cut your job. Right? They are taking the action. They are doing and then you just wait and then react after. It's the school mindset. Right? This is what schools train you for. The victim mindset. Schools train you to be a victim. Schools train you to be reactive. You go to the school. You sit and you wait to be told what to do. You wait for the teacher to tell you what to read, what to study, what to memorize. And then you react. You try to do what you are told. You try to please the teacher. <coughs> Reactive. It's weak. It's a child mindset. You can see this, right? You're in, always in the position of a child. Right? The adults tell you what to do. They take action and then you do what you're told. Victim mindset. Proactive, however, is a hunter mindset. Proactive, you think of yourself. I'm the decision maker. I make decisions. I take action. I don't wait. I don't wait for everyone else to do something. I decide what I want. I decide what I need to do. And then I go get it. I go find it. I do it. The victim mindset, it's the mindset of prey. P-R-E-Y. P-R-E-Y. Prey, those are animals that get eaten. Right? Rabbits are prey. <laughs> right? Rabbits don't hunt. Rabbits don't hunt other animals and get them. Right? Rabbits just wait and they hope they don't get eaten. Rabbits react. Right? A rabbit will be eating grass. And then a wolf comes and tries to eat them. All the rabbit is the prey, the victim. The rabbit can only run away and try to escape. Obviously, the rabbit is much weaker. The wolf is the hunter. Right? The wolf doesn't wait. The wolf goes looking for rabbits. And then the wolf attacks. The wolf is the hunter. 
This is the strong mindset, obviously. The wolf is much stronger. The hunter mindset, the proactive mindset, right? It means you are taking the action first. This is a much stronger position. So if you want money, you can react and like, oh, I hope I can get a job. Uh, I hope the economy is good. Or you can hunt. Where There must be opportunities. Where are the opportunities to make money? Where are the opportunities? You go hunting. You go looking for those opportunities. You're not waiting for someone else to give them to you. This is a strong mindset. It's the same idea with problems. Of course, problems happen, but with a hunter mindset, you don't wait for problems to happen. You look for opportunities. If you see problems coming, you solve them before they become big. In a conflict, a conflict with other people or groups, you don't wait for them to attack you. You attack them. Right? You don't just wait and defend yourself or try to run away. When you realize there's a conflict, when you realize you have an enemy that's trying to hurt you or destroy you, you don't wait. You attack them. You are proactive. You are on the attack. You make them react to you. Again, a stronger position. In learning, you're an independent learner. You decide what you want to learn and you go find it. You find coaches, you find books, you find videos, you find training, you find courses, whatever. But you're the master. You're deciding. You don't wait for somebody to tell you, you must learn biology this year. No. You decide what you need to learn, what you want to learn, and you go find it. It's the proactive mindset, the hunter mindset. This is the mindset of strength. Right? Santiago decides, I'm going hunting. I'm hunting for my treasure. I'm not going to just react to being a victim. I'm not going to think like a victim and, oh, if something bad happens, like my money gets stolen, I'm not going to be a victim and just run away. No, I am a hunter. I am looking for my treasure. I'm going to find it. I'm going to keep going forward, looking, looking, looking for opportunities, constantly hunting for new opportunities, new opportunities to get closer to my goal, my treasure. It's, it's, it's active. He's taking action now in the story. He's not waiting for things to happen. He makes things happen. And we're going to see this in the next section. He starts to make things happen. He becomes much more active now. Right in the beginning of the story, the first part, he's kind of 50-50, I'd say. I mean, he does take some action. He becomes a shepherd. But we can see he's, he's not completely sure. He's struggling in this first part that we talked about already when he's in Spain oh should I should I stay in Spain or should I go I'm not sure right he's he's kind of indecisive for a while in the first part and luckily he has some elders who help him his father and the king the magic king especially those two they both help him to be more decisive. They encourage him to think like an adventurer, to think more like a hunter, to go forward. Because he has doubts. He's not sure. He's kind of in between. He's in between. He's still uh, struggling to decide. To, should he be a victim or should he be an adventurer? Should he be reactive or proactive? And uh, Back and forth, back and forth. I'm not sure. But finally, at the end of section one, he makes the clear choice. I will be an adventurer. And then from now, we will see in the rest of the story, he has a hunter mindset. He has an adventurer mindset. He is very proactive after this. Much more. He still has doubts that come up, of course. He still has many problems coming in the story. But from this point, his mindset is quite different. He's much more active, much less 
just reactive. He's now hunting for his treasure. It's a powerful lesson in life. And again, at, at this basic level of mindset, we have to look at ourselves. And we need to do this regularly in life because those bad habits can come back. And we just have to look each time, especially when we have a difficulty in our life. We have to look, you know, what's my mindset right now? Am I thinking like a victim? Am I being reactive? Am I waiting? Am I being passive? Or am I thinking like an adventurer? Am I thinking like a hero? Am I thinking like a hunter? Am I being proactive? And we can ask ourselves, you know, how can I be more proactive? How can I take stronger action? What do I need to do? What do I really want to do? How can I take action and stop waiting? These are important questions to ask yourself again and again. And then do it. You, you will find answers and then you do it, you do it, you do it. And what's great in life is that as you, when you become active, you do get that feeling of power. This is that idea that the universe helps you, right? I think your own mind helps you too. Be- because it's just a more powerful mindset. When you are taking action, when you are attacking life, attacking problems, attacking goals, right? You're making decisions, you're pushing forward. And yes, many problems and many difficulties still, of course. But it's when you just have that mindset, the proactive hunter mindset, inside you feel so much stronger. You can handle more difficulty. When you have the victim mindset, the reactive mindset, every little problem seems big. And big problems seem impossible. Right? Everything seems harder, more difficult, more painful with that mindset. It makes everything worse and tougher. And this is how people get stuck because then they're, oh, it's so hard and uh, and they're reacting and they're stuck and they're in a victim mindset. Then another problem comes and it feels even worse and every problem seems 10 times harder and worse and they come again and again and the person just becomes weaker and weaker and weaker and more and more frustrated. And then they're stuck. They're stuck. They can't move. Very unhappy. This is when they get very depressed and upset. But when you break that, you can do it with a reset. This is, again, another reason why resets are powerful because you are doing a huge, sudden, big change of mindset. You're, you're suddenly becoming very proactive, right? You're taking strong, big, huge action very suddenly, and it completely changes your mindset. You still have the same problems. You will get even more problems. But now your mindset's different. Now the problems seem easier. Now the problems seem smaller. The problems haven't changed, but you are stronger. Your mind is stronger, so now the same problems seem less. And then you move forward and you solve a problem. And you destroy a problem. Now you get a little more feeling of power and you realize, ah, I'm attacking now. So more problems come and you just attack them too. And you start going forward and forward. And your power is growing and growing and growing and growing. And you can handle bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger problems. And it doesn't matter. We will see this with the alchemist. He has many big problems coming. In fact, much worse problems, much tougher problems than just losing his money this time. But we will see he's so much stronger later in the the, uh, story. So he can handle those. It's very similar to the idea of lifting weights, right? I mean, you can get under a weight. Oh, it's, it's so heavy. I can't lift it. Uh-huh, it's too hard. And you just don't, you don't lift weights, right? You just kind of cry and whine about it. You will stay weak. 
Or you get under that weight and you uh, use all your power and you attack it and uh, you lift those weights. And then a few days later, you do it again. And a few days later, you do it again. Guess what? You will get stronger. Your muscles will get stronger. And well, then what do you do? Of course, you add weight. You want to keep getting stronger, you must increase the weight. You increase the challenge. It's the only way to get stronger. So you increase the challenge. It becomes more difficult. And then, uh, you, but it doesn't feel that way because you're stronger. You can handle it. You can handle the extra weight because now you're stronger. So you lift again. Oh, you put all your energy. You attack that weight. And again, you do that for a few weeks. You get even stronger. What do you do? You add even more weight. This is the process of getting stronger. Very obvious. Physically, it's very obvious. But for some reason, mentally and emotionally, it's the same process, but we cry about it. Ah, I don't want to deal with it. Well, if you don't deal with it, you stay weak. But when you attack it, when you become proactive, when you have a hunter mentality, when you actually start to enjoy those difficulties and problems, you get stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, of course, in life, there are just some things that happen that are just super painful and you'll never enjoy them. I understand that, obviously. We all have to face those sometimes. But the truth is, probably about 90% of the things we complain about and whine about and try to avoid and we feel so bad and, oh, we're victims, about 90% of those are not super painful. We're just being weak. Again, because we're so spoiled now. We're so spoiled now. We have forgotten how tough life was for our ancestors. We have forgotten how so super easy and convenient and comfortable our lives are now. And so we complain about the smallest, most foolish things. Things our ancestors would have laughed at. And then we go, oh, we complain and we whine about them. It's ridiculous. We have to remind ourselves of this. We have to remember this again and again and again. Reset. Change that mindset. Think like a hunter. Be proactive. The hunter mindset and attack. Attack problems. Attack and look for and hunt for opportunities. Make decisions. Go forward. Move, move, move. Action, action, action. This is the adult mindset, the proactive mindset, the hunter mindset, the hero mindset. Reset and do it now. And join my VIP program. Join my VIP program. Speak English powerfully. Attack English. Speak powerfully. Speak fluently. Speak effortlessly. Think in English. Join my VIP program today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Go now to EffortlessEnglishClub.com.